Welcome back, everyone, and excuse my nasally voice. My allergies are raging right now, although I feel like I sound a little bit better than I did like two days ago. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to leaf mold, and it's been super windy and warm in Chicago, which makes my allergies so much worse. That's boring. Anyways, um, today's episode is about this guy I never even met, which I feel like I have way too many of those kinds of stories, and we're just going to call him Mr. Religion as an excuse reason why I call him that is because he blamed any of his tendencies to be narcissistic or just to be an ass in general on religion. Like, he used religion as an excuse to not be a good person, which is weird to me. And he was, he was a Christian, by the way. I don't know why, but as someone who's been, like, a lifelong Christian and kind of had, like, didn't, wasn't, didn't, like, I didn't consider myself a Christian for a couple years. I was more spiritual than Christian. Um... I find it interesting that he uses it as an excuse to not be a good person rather than to like love everyone and accept everyone. He kind of did the opposite. So I should have seen that as a red flag way sooner than I did. But alas, here we are. And also in today's episode, we're going to talk about vibes, (laughs) which is an interesting term I feel like I chose, but... Literally, vibes are so important. I know that sounds dumb, but if you don't get a good vibe from somebody, don't ignore that. I've ignored that before, and it has led me down the wrong path way too many times, and then I couldn't turn back soon enough, and, you know. So with him, I definitely got bad vibes, ignored it for a little too long, but managed to kind of get out of it before even meeting him. Thank God, because... I don't want to think about how bad it could have been. But before I, like, you know, go into that too much, I'm going to talk about why I was drawn to him and why it was fun talking to him. Because the thing thing about Mr. Religion, he seemed so charming in the beginning. And we met also, I think we met on Bumble. Yeah, we met on Bumble. So he goes to, I think he still goes to Moody Bible School, which is in downtown Chicago, And he was on Bumble and like, I don't remember what his bio said, but it was like, it was very, you know, cookie cutter kind of boy, but like very charming and he seemed really nice and that's how it always goes. They always seem really nice and seem really cool and then they're not. Um, And I just was kind of drawn to him and he was really cute like you know kind of surfer boy vibes long blonde hair hockey kind of flow cut and he was cute so we matched we started talking and the problem with him also it escalated so quickly there was so much passion and heat just of our texting and like facetime in the beginning and it it burned so fast so quickly and that is something I learned really early on in my dating career to stay the hell away from. If it burns really fast, really quickly, it's going to also die out really fast, really quickly. Every single time. You know, not to say there are some rare cases where you just meet and you click and it's like instant flames. I don't know if that's the right word, but, and then it goes really well. And then some people just end up like lifelong partners or whatever. But this wasn't like that. It was like we didn't know each other well enough and we were so invested in one another. And it was just, it was very much, it didn't feel real. 
looking back on it, but at the time it felt like synthetic real, if that makes sense. Like it, it felt real, but also fake. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but like at the time it felt real ish. Um, but now that I know more about dating and what real feels like versus what it doesn't, that wasn't real at all. So not only did it burn really hot and fast right away, but he, he, like I said, he was very charming and sweet and he would switch things up really fast. Like if he did something wrong or like made me upset, he'd apologize for it right away, you know? So he was very, oh no, you know, like wanted to make me happy. And I, that's a red flag because nobody should bend that much to fit what works for you. I don't know if I'm rephrasing that right, but they shouldn't change themselves so much to fit and mold to what you want. I think to have a strong relationship, you need two strong people that can, yes, be flexible together, but not completely mold to be one person. So anyways, we made plans to go ice skating because this was like December of, oh, must have been 2018, 2019 made plans to go ice skating and oh no it must have been 2020 maybe I don't remember a couple years ago made plans to go ice skating downtown well I don't really remember exactly how it all went down but he bailed and that's when things started to crumble and the way it kind of crumbled was he took so I'm the kind of person where sometimes I swear in my everyday language like not all the time but occasionally and he you know when we would talk whatever he would sometimes swear too so I was like oh he's cool with it whatever all of a sudden we were after he had decided he didn't want to go ice skating with me we were like having like texting which by the way conversations like these never work out of our text kind of fighting and he said, I hate it when you swear. I only swore because you did and I wanted to fit in with you. Which, okay, that's not really my fault. You made that decision. I never forced you to swear. I never told you you had to. You decided you wanted to mold to me. Again, it's like molding yourself to fit with me when you should have you know, stood strong in your own values and said, hey, I don't swear. And, you know, you could have ended it there. Like, if you didn't like the way I talked, you could have been like, we don't work together. We're not going to work together. I don't like the way you talk. We're not compatible. But instead, he used the fact that I swear and manipulated against me later on at this, you know, point in time in this argument. So he was like, I hate that you do that, you know. And I just feel like you're not Christian enough. You're not godly enough for me. I, if you want to date me, then you need to be more Christian. You need to repent for your sins. You need to, you know, not swear. Like, he wanted me to change to be this, like, perfect cookie-cutter Christian girl. And I was just like, oh, my God, what? No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change myself. I'm not going to mold myself to fit you. So first, he molded himself to fit me. And then all of a sudden he was like, mm -mm, now I want you to mold yourself to fit me. And I saw that and I was like, absolutely not. You're cute, but you are hella toxic. And that's not something I can get on board with. So 
I told him, I said, I'm not going to do that. If you want to be with me, you have to respect the fact that I am my own person and I'm not going to change for anyone. And he did not like that at all. And that's where things ended and we never met. And that is, I am so grateful that we never got to meet. Because I think if we had met, if we had gone on that date, I would have gotten more invested. I might have liked him. And then I would have started to change myself for him. And that would have been terrifying. It is my strong belief that you shouldn't change yourself for anyone. Unless, you should change yourself for you, you know? You want to change, do it for yourself. Do it because, like, or like you're working on it in therapy or something. But never change yourself for another person's agenda. So... The vibes with him, it was weird because in the beginning, he seemed cool. He seemed charming, even when we FaceTimed. We talked about, like, stuff we had in common, you know? It was it was relaxing. I liked him. You know, I was giggling, whatever. And texting and stuff, we would just, oh, so great. And it shifted so fast. And that's kind of terrifying when you have this one perception of someone you know, this view of them, and it just changes so fast. And there are definitely people like that who can make themselves seem a certain way and all of a sudden just completely switch it up. And it can totally catch you off guard. It definitely caught me off guard. I was like, oh my God, you are not who I thought you were. You don't have the values I thought you did. And we don't have the same view of Christianity because you have a very rigid view of religion. You want to put everyone in boxes. You want to put me in a box. I don't think that way. You know, I love and accept people for who they are. I don't want to change anyone. He wanted to change me to fit his view of who I should be. He, he had this view of, I think he really had this view of like, he wanted his girlfriend to, to look like, I don't know, to look a certain, not look a certain way like physically, but look a certain way like morally and whatnot. And then... He was hoping he could just take me and mold me. And I'm like, ah, I'm not the girl you thought I was. I, I'm not going to do that. So, but like I said, the, the vibes just changed so fast. The other counterpart of kind of the vibes and his vibes changing was the shame I felt. You know, I told all my family and friends, oh my gosh, I met this guy. Like, he's so awesome because it burned so hot in the beginning. You know, I was like, he's great. We're going to meet up. It's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden, switch flipped he's controlling, he wants me to look a certain way, I'm not going to do that, and I had to tell everybody, you know, oh, it's really bad, and we're going to meet him, like, it's totally ended, I think for men and women alike, when that happens, it's really shameful, and so part of that shame, we were pulled to just stay in that relationship, because we don't want to experience the shame, so I think it's important to recognize the fact that, hey, I'm feeling really shameful over this, and it makes me want to stay in this relationship. But I cannot stay in this relationship just because I feel shameful over it. Because it's going to hurt me way more in the end if I stay in this. Versus if I, you know, get out now and have some really painful shame, but leave it now. The other thing I think, and this is completely unrelated to anything I've been saying, but the thing I think we don't talk about in society enough is that it takes two people in any relationship, short term, long term, in any relationship to make it work. It can't be one person doing all of the work. And this is with straight relationships, not straight, any kind of relationship, you know, whether it's two guys, two girls, a guy and a girl, non-binary, whatever. Whoever you are, any two people in a relationship, 
you have to both work at it, even if it's multiple people in a relationship, a friendship, whatever it is, especially in friendships, my God, you all have to work at that. It can't just be one-sided. That's when it falls apart. So I think that's why it's so important that you're both strong in a relationship and that you're not, not one person is becoming the other person. I've definitely had relationships and friendships like that where one of us became the other person too much. Um, and it crumbled, it fell apart or it exploded. And that's why I was like, this is not going to work out when this is a religion. Because if you become the other person, you're not two people in the relationship anymore. You're just one. And that's not going to work. The only relationship you can have is the one person relationship is the one you have with yourself. Also, I'm not sure what's going on today, but this is the most wisdom I've had in a podcast ever. Um, it's probably because I am on a different ADHD medication dosage now. And it's working really well for me. So woohoo. We love that. But anyways, yeah, it takes all of the people in a relationship to make the relationship strong, to make the relationship work. And I think that's why in any short-term, long-term relationship, if you sense in the beginning the vibes are off, this person is not the person that is going to work with you, that is going to mesh well with you, then maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe it's not going to work well. But there are so many other people out there. I mean, there are like 8 billion people on this planet. Literally so many fish in the sea. So there will be other people out there that have a way better vibe that's going to vibe well with your vibes. I just think we forget that we get so hung up on one person. I know it's definitely happened to me. And there's nothing wrong with that. It happens to all of us. But sometimes it's okay to be let that energy go. Let that person go and say this does not work for me right now. Maybe it will later on in life. That's the other thing. People come and go. Um, but it's letting letting that happen, allowing that to happen. Mr. Religion was a very painful learning experience for me. And it was, it was very shameful the way it ended, especially because he made me feel like I wasn't good enough the way I was, that I had to be better, that I had to be more Christian, whatever that means. So it took me a little while, but I, you know, was able to rebuild myself and tell myself, I am amazing the way I am. I don't need to change for anyone, any man, any person. And anyone who tells me I'm not good enough the way I am, that's not like a therapist, you know, they can, they can leave. They can go. I do not need that energy hanging around me. Definitely not. I think the moral of this relationship and this story was was, whatever. Um, there are so many people out there, and I'm not going to waste my time, you know, don't waste your time, spending it on somebody who makes you feel badly about yourself. That is so not worth it. Spend it around people who build you up, who have good vibes, who make you feel good about yourself. Because at, at the end of the day, that is, your happiness is what matters. And you want to be around somebody who makes you happy. People who make you happy. Whether that be a friendship, a short-term relationship, or a long-term relationship. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. This has been the 90-Minute Relationship with the Spokaneer. And I will see you all next week.